Let's get straight into it. Sam Edmund is the chief SEN football reporter. And the world of footy is, uh, well, it's a moving feast and I'm not too sure it could be a famine if we're not careful going forward. Sammy, appreciate your time, mate. Um, You must be, well, you probably want to be talking about other things than fixture changes and all sorts of things, but it really is a a wait and see hour by hour at the moment. Thanks for joining us. Oh, good to be part of the Sporting Goss, Tim. You're right, it is a real test of patience. This I've lost (laughs) count of the number of times... I've asked and I haven't got the answer that we all desperately want, and that is involving clarity for round 12. What are we, Tuesday now? Uh, The games get underway on Friday, three of the six in limbo at the moment, and we wait and we're told, or the clubs believe, uh, Tim, that we'll get some clarity within uh, around the middle of the day, Eastern uh, time. So Mm -hmm. sometime within the next hour, lunchtime, we're told. But then again, we were told that yesterday as well. It all centres on the AFL's ability, or lack thereof, Tim, to get those exemptions, to get Collingwood into South Australia and to get those teams into Queensland for, for round 12. The AFL, as you mentioned, doing everything they can to get the St Kilda-Sydney game to Cairns. Obviously, uh, the borders are making that very, very difficult. I was listening to Gary and Tim this morning. Um, look, the vibe is certainly not all clear in regards to getting this season or having this season stop for a couple of weeks as everyone gets their collective breath and we can work out what's actually happening in Victoria. Do you think it's realistic to suggest that we may go into a hiatus for a couple of weeks? Not at the moment, no. I I think that's really premature and unnecessarily alarmist, to be honest. I mean, while while acknowledging that anything is possible from one day to the next, anything is possible one hour to the next. But Mm. that's certainly not the discussion that's happening behind closed doors at the moment. I mean, we're a long way from that. We're not even talking full-scale hubs at this point in time. So a lot would have to go wrong for, for us to get into that predicament, albeit we did last year of course. I don't think that's the case at the moment. At the moment, the AFL's absolute determination, this is in consultation with the Players Association and all the key stakeholders, is to stick to a fly-in, fly-out model. That's how it is as things stand. And the AFLW season did provide something of an example for how the AFL season could run. Acknowledging the fact, as I just mentioned though, Goss, they do need that flexibility um, from the government's respective state governments to allow that to happen in terms of the exemption. So the Players Association, the union, they've canvassed leaders at every club. And at the moment, the players are on board with, um, obviously, the fly-in, fly-out model. They do want some certainty around, as do we all, of course, in, in our day-to-day life, but some certainty around if they're going, when they're allowed to get back, what dates they're, they're thinking of coming back. The Western Bulldogs are really confident they can come back hearing Luke Beveridge just a few moments ago on Monday for their buy this week next week in Melbourne. Hawthorne have obviously just come back into Melbourne. So the AFL is comfortable at the moment with teams basing themselves in Melbourne while they're not playing. So at the moment, um, acknowledging that things can change, of course, Goss, it's a fly-in, fly-out model mm. and, and it's, it's one day at a time. It's quite uh, amazing and it's been... I was uh, I commentated the netball last night, West Coast Fever and the Giants. The Giants girls have been in lockdown quarantine all week, been allowed out for one training session a day, one hour a day to do that exercise. Played last night under COVID conditions. The court was locked off. Uh, PPE gear was being worn by ball attendants, by camera operators. It was crazy being there. I thought there. it has that, that yeah, was amazing. it was amazing. And interesting enough that they arrived half an hour after Essendon into Perth and couldn't get clearance. I think the AFL is very, very lucky that it's going ahead without too much interference or interruption. No, you're right. So Dreamtime will take place in your neck of the woods. Yes. So the second, uh, the second year in a row that Dreamtime's relocated. I just hope, and I think tickets uh, go on sale later today for members and yep. such got that. 
of the stadium, your magnificent facility yep. with all its bells and whistles yep. there, you can fill it. Because I'd like to think this is a, a fixture that goes beyond the teams that you might barrack for and support. It's a marquee slot in the home and away season, of course. One of only a couple that hold that status. I'd like to think you can pack it out. Yep. I'd like to think we can get a great spectacle there. I think we will. I think we'll get a very, very big crowd. I think there's a lot of talk about it. The only issue, no excuses, Sammy. I'm not making early excuses. It is a long weekend and holiday period has been... Uh, shell for the best part, so it's uh, now open slather. So a lot of the uh, people will be heading out, but I reckon they will get forty-five to fifty thousand. Kevin Sheedy wants the full box and dice. He wants the sixty thousand. He wants a sellout. Tickets go on sale for those listening to uh, club members, Essendon and Richmond members at three o'clock our time. General public tickets go at five o'clock. So anyone listening to the show, and I've just received a text from someone wanting to know: three o'clock for club members, five o'clock for the general public. It will be interesting to see. I think they'll get a massive turnout, weather permitting, albeit it is a long weekend in Perth. Mid-season drafts, only a, a couple of days away, mate. Looking forward to it. Um, West Coast have intimated they're going to take two picks. Fremantle are taking none. Yep, indeed. I'll tell you what, there's more ducks and drakes with this little <laughs> mid-season draft, Goss, than there's been in any national draft, I reckon. It is off the charts. There might only be 15 odd picks in this draft, but the clubs are playing that many games with this. Now, it's on tomorrow, as you say. By 5 o'clock Eastern time today, we'll know exactly how many picks are on the table. You mentioned a few there. Hawthorne have also joined Essen and the Lions in opening up uh, last-minute uh, spots, if you like. The Hawks have moved James Sisley to the inactive list. No surprise whatsoever. So they get two selections just a couple of days after Alistair Clarkson said they'd use only one. Uh, John Patton's obviously retirement in April gave them the initial spot. Then Michael Hurley was placed on the inactive list at Essendon. So the Bombers get another crack at it as well. So Carlton, Essendon, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Gold Coast, Melbourne and North have the two picks. And Geelong, uh, adjoined Fremantle, as you already said there, they won't take part uh, either. So North Melbourne have the first pick. You can lock Jacob Edwards away. The interesting part of it as well, amongst many, um, I guess, intriguing chapters to the mid-season draft, Goss, is uh, the future of Tyson Stengel, who we're hearing, Mm. or we heard early, was linked heavily to Collingwood. I'm now hearing that perhaps Collingwood have called on Tyson Stengel, and there is a possibility he might find his way back to where it all started, back at Tigerland. Mm. Well, they've got a good they've got a good track record with um, recalibrating and realigning footballers, and I reckon he might be the one. But he's he was very good in the state game against Western Australia a couple of weeks ago. He was pretty much the difference, to be honest. And if he yep. can just stay on track off the field uh, and get the good uh, good people around him, uh, that's going to be half the battle. So, uh, uh, good luck to them. Anything else making news before we let you go, Sammy? Just that John Newcomb. Uh... Unique arrangement, speaking of the mid-season draft here. It's a three-year deal that he's yeah, he, uh, committed to. Named his own terms at Hawthorne there with advice from his coach at the Box Hill Hawks, Sam Mitchell. They share the same manager now, Peter Lenton, of course, who managed or has managed uh, Sam Mitchell for so long. It's not front-ended, it's not back-ended, but the clubs who have bothered to ask him have found out that it's middle-weighted, middle-ended, if you like. Minimum mm. chips year one, minimum chips year three, but 2022, the middle year, Quite intriguing, this. At above rookie wage plus match payments. And that's what he has nominated to get himself to Hawthorne. So not insurmountable, but that's what I'm talking about. The Ducks and Drakes with this mid-season draft off the charts at the moment. But for now, though, Goss, you're right. We just wait and see what happens with this round 12 fixture. Three of those six games up in the air. And uh, hopefully Melbourne and Brisbane, uh, St Kilda and Sydney and uh, Collingwood and the Crows get some certainty in the next couple of hours. Hope you're doing okay there in Melbourne, mate, from all of us over here in the, in the West, to all of our Victorian friends. I know it's a bit of a crazy time. I've got a lot of uh, friends over there, former colleagues as well, who are sort of really struggling mentally, I think, to, to go through this all again. But uh, hang in there. It'll change, and uh, we appreciate your time today. 
Spit on your goals.